Let me begin first of all from Deuteronomy 29. Now we are going to look at the secrets of uncommon accomplishment. The secrets of uncommon accomplishment. Father, I thank you for an opportunity to bring your word to your people. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who unveils the world to us. We trust our hearts are open. Open the understanding of your people that they might understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Say the secret things. Say it again, the secret things. Loud and clear. See? So God has secrets. Write that down. God has secrets. The Bible says the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. Then he says, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and our children. Hallelujah. So what is a revelation? A revelation is an unveiling of an eternal secret. A revelation is an unveiling of an eternal secret. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew chapter 16, we'll come back here. Say, God has secrets. Say it again, God has secrets. He does. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Hallelujah. Jesus asked his disciples, he said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? In other words, what is the world's opinion of me? The natural man lives his life based on opinions. An opinion is a perception of the mind. So people live their lives based on opinions. But a revelation is an unveiling of a spiritual reality. It is insight into divine certainties. A revelation is an unveiling of spiritual reality. It is insight into divine certainties. Jesus said, what is their opinion of me? Acts chapter 2, we'll come back here. Laying a foundation. Acts 2. I want to pick it up from a place where we can get concept. I want to read from verse 11. Let me give you a backdrop of the story. This is the day of Pentecost, 50 days from Passover. And Jesus had risen. And his disciples were in an upper room. And while they were there, the Holy Ghost fell. And they began to speak in the languages of men. 
by the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people say, if you're speaking in real tongues, we should understand you. Hear me. The Bible tells us this people are from all over the world. See? So, you may be wondering, why is it that when this individual speaks in tongues, I don't understand. They are tongues of men and of angels. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1. Says, do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels? Now, even if the individual is speaking in a tongue of men, it could be distant from where you are. The language could be far from where you are. Let's say the individual is speaking in Swahili by the Spirit. You won't understand him. See, in tongues of men. Because the Bible, let's just look, look at this. Let's begin from verse. Six. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, known to another, Behold, and not all these men we speak Galileans. How hear we every man in our tongue wherein we were born? Pathians. See, these were Jews. They were hearing they were hearing them speak in languages. Where they were born, Medes, the Elamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia, in Judea, and Cappadocia, in Pontus, Asia. Some people were speaking Chinese, Phrygia, and Parthelia, in Egypt, in parts of Libya, Malcyrene, strangers from Rome. Some were speaking things that sounded like Latin, Jews, and proselytes. Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. See? So someone could be speaking in tongues right now. It could be tongues of angels, which you cannot understand. See? Or it could be the language of someone far away from you. It could be speaking from Asia. Are you following me? So, don't say, if, if, if it's God, I should understand. No. The Bible says no man understands him. See? Praise God. Are you all there? Verse 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt. See? Saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. You see that? Assumption. One was asking, what meaneth this? See, because they were in doubt. So there were questions in your heart. So the reason why you doubt, because of questions in your heart. And that's why until you understand the truth, you cannot believe it. Yes, until you understand it, you cannot believe it. So understanding is the mother of faith. You hear what I said? Understanding is the mother of faith. Very, very important that you get a hold of that truth I just said. Hallelujah. All right. Let's, let me prove that to you. In Matthew 13 verse 19, we'll come back to where we are. We're laying a foundation. He said, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, 
then come at the wicked one and catch it away that which was sown in his heart notice that what you do not understand you will lose understanding is the key to retention of truth you dig what i said understanding is the key to retention of truth go back to acts of two so what you don't understand you will lose see maybe i should take you to the book of mark hallelujah i just want you to see the importance of understanding mark chapter 4 hallelujah verse 15 and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown when they have heard satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word which was sown in their hearts luke chapter 8 what do you understand you're gonna lose you are reading the same thing from different contexts luke 8 verse 12 those by the wayside that did not hear then come the devil and take the word out of their hearts, lest they believe and be saved. You see that? So, one account said they did not understand, and the devil came and took away the word. Where it says, one, they heard the word, but they could not believe. Why didn't they believe? They didn't understand. So, when you understand spiritual truth, then your faith will begin to soar. hallelujah very quickly acts 2 back to acts 2 i brought us here for a reason acts 2 verse 12 and they were all amazed and went down saying one to another what meaneth this see there were questions so they went out others mocking said these men are full of wine it's not an opinion. It's a perception of the mind. They just made up. This, I can't sound just be talking in language. These men are full of new wine. But look at something Peter said. In verse 14. But Peter standing up with eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them. Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem. Be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose. Hallelujah. See. An opinion is based on human assumption. So these are not drunken as you suppose. There are a lot of assumptions you have in your mind. Lots of assumptions. Even in the worship of God, there are lots of assumptions. And that's why Jesus said in John 4 verse 24, He said, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, according to divine truth hallelujah look at verse 15 again these are not drunken as you suppose seeing is but the third hour of the day nine o'clock in the morning but this is that hallelujah i said the revelation is insights into divine certainties it said this is that 
which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He began to speak the word of God to them. Lots of assumptions in Christianity today. Because many would not study. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16, again, laying the foundation. We're looking at what is the revelation. We said a revelation is an unveiling of an eternal secret. Matthew 16, verse 13 again. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am the Son of Man am? And he said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. What does that tell us? We are divided by opinion, not by revelation. Revelation will unite us. Opinions will divide us. Some say, some say, some say. This is the way we do it in our church. And this is the way we do it in our church. What does the Bible say? Because the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Bible. Uh-uh. And that's one of the yardstick of knowing if you are speaking by the genuine Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus said in John 16 verse 13, it says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. And the word of God is truth. So if it's the Holy Spirit, it will be in line with truth. But it calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. Can I get an amen? All right, let's move on. Verse 15. He said unto them, But whom say that I am? Someone Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. Notice, Revelation, this was certain to Thou art. He said, Thou may be the Christ. Uh-uh. Thou art the Christ. So when you start functioning in the realm of revelation, you are dealing with certainties. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Look at this. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou. You see, every time God reveals something to you, he unlocks a level of blessing. You can never be more blessed than what you know. You can never be more blessed than what you know. You need to know that. It says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Second Peter 1 verse 2. So knowledge becomes a vehicle of divine blessing. Knowledge is a vehicle of divine blessing. It says, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. So revelation is not a product of human reasoning. But my father, which is in heaven. So a revelation is heaven's perspective. 
a revelation is insight into God's perspective about the person, a place, or a thing. Insight into God's perspective about the person, a place, or a thing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God has secrets. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, the word is Petros, a stone. And upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The measure of victory you are experiencing is equivalent to the measure of knowledge you possess. The measure of victory you are experiencing is equivalent to the measure of knowledge you possess. That's why I like Isaiah 5 verse 13. My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. So every area of your life that you are bound is an evidence of ignorance in that area. So, well, Pastor, I know the verses. You may know the verses, but you lack revelation. Knowing the verses is not revelation. It is insight into what that verse means that is revelation. See? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes were custodians of the law. The law was to bring them to Christ. They were prophecies of the Messiah. In fact, when you read Matthew chapter 2, when the wise men came and said, we are come to worship him who is born king of the Jews. And Herod sent for the scribes. And the scribes said, out of Bethlehem shall the governor be born that shall rule over my people. They knew the Messiah was, they knew the verses the Messiah was going to be born. But they crucified their Messiah. Read your Bible, Matthew chapter 2. They knew, they said, out of Bethlehem will come a governor that shall rule over my people. That's Micah 5, I believe, verse 2. But that's what they quoted in Matthew 2. That's what the, the priest quoted to Herod. Hallelujah. So it's important that we, we, we get a hold of these, these things. That, hey, knowing the verse is not a thing. They knew the verse, but they killed the, they killed the one. They had no insight. They didn't see him from God's perspective. They said, you have, they told Jesus, you have a devil. But they knew the verses. Hallelujah. So, lots of folks have head knowledge. They don't have revelation. They have opinions. And that's why their lives seem to lack divine credibility. So what do we mean by that? Many lives lack the hand of God. You don't see God's hand on their lives. You don't feel God's love around them. You don't feel God's presence around them. They're ordinary. Hallelujah. Did you read 29 quickly? Building the foundation. Verse 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. 
What is God saying? You can only possess what you understand. What has been revealed unto you? I remember a man of God said something. He said, the things of the spirit are very slippery. Do you know that the word understand, when you say you understand, you say I grasp it. See? So when you understand it, you are taking a hold of that truth. And until you understand it, that truth will not be real to you. That's why someone comes shouting, Jesus, 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 and still die. Because they had no revelation of the name of Jesus. The name Jesus is Yeshua in Hebrew. It means Jehovah saves. Or Jehovah is the savior. So whenever I mention that name, I know God is going to save me. I know what it means. I understand it. Two, I know that his name carries his person. You say, well, how do you mean? He said in Matthew 18 verse 20, he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. So he is present in his name. So whenever I mention his name, he manifests. And when he manifests, everything he represents is what I enjoy. And everything that's contrary to what it represents has to leave. I understand. So you can be calling the name of Jesus and not understand what that name means. The word name means authority. It's a noma. O-N-O-M-A. Authority, rank, or character. So when I say in the name of Jesus, I'm releasing his authority. So when I say in the name of Jesus, I am functioning in his rank, in his authority. So when I say in the name of Jesus, devil leave. The devil leaves as though Jesus said it because I spoke with his authority. His name carries his anointing. Songs of Solomon 1 verse 3. The Bible says thy name is like the pouring forth of ointment. Says that's why the virgins love thee. Are you out there? Are you saying it? Thy name is as the ointment prophet, like the pouring forth of what that's the anointing. So when I say in the name of Jesus, the anointing that Jesus walked in is available. See, that's why I love singing. So some people say, Why does Pastor like singing songs after Jesus? Jesus, can we not sing other things? There are things I understand you don't. Because when, I, when we are singing the name, Jesus, Jesus, you are. As we mention that name, it's anointing. I understand. So when I understand now, it's not that it doesn't like other songs. I know what we are doing. Because without his anointing, whatever we are doing is useless. That's why I love songs on the name. He said, when you have a healing meeting, sing about the name first. You release my anointing and talk to me a lot of things I can teach. When we do the teaching on the name, we'll deal with that later. Then he said, after you start seeing the miracles, sing about the lamb. 
said because then you honor me for my sacrifice that brought the healing there are things we understand it will come from fellowship walking with God not just religion walking with God a vital relationship with God this ministry is not an experiment it's not mm -mm. not one bit hallelujah I said hallelujah he said the secret things belong unto the Lord but those which are revealed belong unto us and unto our children for how long so if it's not revealed to you it has no permanence and that's why some people say i was blessed in 2012 but 2013 was a very difficult year i've never had a better last year never say last year church had more members than this year uh-uh last year we were more stations than this year uh-uh doesn't work that way not with me not what i understand he said the part of the just is as a shining light that shines more and what and more not less and less then he says unto the perfect day that means until jesus comes in by the rapture or i go and meet him my life will always be more and more understanding understanding so important the bible says by wisdom a house is built by understanding it is established if you lack divine honor, you you're, there's no permanence it shall be permanent it you can sing it all you want and it's not permanent it's understanding that makes it permanent it's understanding our income as a church increases every month because it's more and what and more not less it's understanding the month you didn't tight we also increased more so it was not dependent on you it was dependent on that understanding as i tell you three verse six quickly it says and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability stability of thy times it says wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times notice times good time and bad time there is some permanence about your life it will come by wisdom and knowledge then it says and strength of salvation and the fear of the lord is his treasure Powerless. So the things says those things which are revealed belong unto us and unto our children that we may do all the words of this law. See that? So revelation is functional understanding. 
He says that we may do all the words of this law. You know the reason why you can't do what the Bible says? You don't understand it. You don't need to convince me to tithe. Why? I understand it. And that's why I can't stop tithing no matter the financial situation at that time. Why? Because it's stability of my times. I like the way people are looking at me. Because scales are falling off your eyes. Functional understanding. So that we may do all the words. So the man that does not have revelation cannot do the word. See? Now, so your life hasn't changed because you lack functional understanding. You say, what is functional understanding? Let me explain. You could buy a phone, a Samsung Galaxy X4, and you have it, but all you do is receive calls and use the internet. But you forget that that phone, when you're reading, you can use your head to move it upward or downward without touching it. Functional understanding. But you can come near me now. Maybe I am reading and say, man, the, the power in pastor's life, eh? even the phone is responding. You lack functional understanding. See, the mystery is the fact that you don't understand. Are you following me? See, there are a lot of things you're seeing in someone's life. Oh, God. Oh, ha. Because of understanding is the difference. It's the missing link in your life. A young man had an accident. They were going to school. The driver could not be found. Some people's ears, different things were happening to them. He was found outside the car with his bag. The Christian sister that traveled with him had swollen head. They were both children of God. The issue was understanding. Because when Rahab and her house were spared, the Bible says both she and family and all that she had. That means her pot did not lose. So, oh, I thank God. Oh, God saved me. She said, all my goods were destroyed. It's a half testimony. Because you have half understanding. His bag was beside him. So, while they were rescuing people and who could be found was found and who could not be found, sorry for them. But they gone to him and said, Where, who are you? Where are you from? He said, from this car. How did you come out? He said, I don't know. But his elder brother had been teaching us some things as young children about how God rescues people. He understood something. Living testimony. I want to thank God that I had an accident. I did not die. Oh, God save me. Brethren, praise the Lord. 
The other one comes out and says, I want to thank God for his protection. I don't know how I came out of the car, but I just know God is awesome. The same God, different experience, understanding. While you are crying, someone else is rejoicing. The same God, the difference, understanding. It's up to you. It's up to you. A man was in a plane crash. While the plane was burning up, he said, he shouted, in the name of Jesus. He said, suddenly, something transparent like an egg wrapped him round. My faith in the blood of the lamb, the thing bounced forward. In the name of Jesus, my faith in... He was bouncing him and bouncing him and pushed him out of the plane. He was the only survivor. What of the other Christians? He says, no evil shall befall thee. Do you understand what that means? Do you know that Psalm 91 was a psalm read on the day of Passover? Psalm 91. When he said, a thousand shall fall at that side, and that side, and ten thousand at your right hand. People were dying everywhere. He said, but it shall not come nigh thee. Understanding. That is the missing link. Functional understanding. See, there are three phases of divine insight. The first phase is called knowledge, which means knowing what. So you know what? Uh, uh, I know that I'm blessed with us which are blessings. I know, I, I know, I know, I know I'm blessed. Then you come to understanding. Now you know how to function in that blessing. Are you following me? I said, are you following me? Then you come to wisdom, which is the chief and best gift from God. Wisdom is the chief gift that God can give an individual. That's why when you look at even the gift of the Spirit, the Bible says, for to one is given the word of wisdom. See, notice the first gift he mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 8 was wisdom. So you move from this what? Okay, it's possible to... To give birth without pain. I know it's possible. She shall be saved in childbearing. But you are having difficulty giving birth. It's, it's painful. It says she shall be saved in childbearing if you continue in faith. And in sobriety. Now you have understanding. Faith and sobriety. So the missing link to your miracle is understanding. Functional understanding. Not just knowledge, what is available. The, the issue, the next one, you go to understanding. How? How am I going to receive it? How am I going to lay hold of it? That's functional understanding. Then come to wisdom. That's when you read Proverbs 8. I believe, I don't want to give the wrong verse, but they'll get it for you wisdom says i am understanding because inside wisdom you will get understanding 
inside wisdom you will have knowledge it's the chief gift that God gives to an individual hallelujah are you out there so don't live your life without functional understanding functional understanding see and then that, that, that's the reason why many lives are not where they should be many lives are behind in God's program they lack functional say functional understanding yeah thank you it says counsel is mine sound wisdom I am understanding wisdom says I have strength wisdom so important that you go for revelation 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 you go for it you go for it it will decide the quality of your life See, if you, if you walk around me, if, if you're close to me, you, you see the way I interpret things. I, you're like, how, how? Look at what's happening in Egypt. You know, when the president came and said, there's going to be confusion in Egypt. There's going to be trouble in Egypt. And I'm just being like, come on now. It's insight. It's, inside. it's available to every child of God. That's sometimes when watching news, I say, I told you, I told you, I told you, sir. I told you. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are you learning anything today? This is your way out. This is your way out. I said what you don't understand, you cannot receive. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Are you out there? Let me begin from verse nine for clarity but as it is written i has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for them that love him but god has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things yea the deep things of god it says the holy spirit reveals god's secrets that's why you need to desire a genuine relationship with the holy spirit through the word of god because many things we are saying, the Spirit said, the Spirit, the Spirit. And I said, they always say, the Spirit, not the Holy Spirit, the Spirit. So who knows the Spirit that they are talking about? They know. Are you learning something today? Watch this. We're looking at verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man say, except, your King James is saved, except the Spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So, nobody can know the things of God without the Holy Spirit. See, it's the one that reveals the things of God to us. See, he's the Spirit of revelation. He's the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Then next verse, verse 12. Now we have not received, or, or rather it says, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, so it tells you there is the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God why that we might know 
the things that are freely given to us of God. So that we might know the things freely given to us of God. In other words, without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't know what is available. Alright? Let's move on. Verse 13. Which things also we speak? Which things? The things given freely. Not in words which man's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. So there is man's wisdom teaching. And there is the Holy Ghost wisdom teaching. So I say you are blessed. Someone says, how am I blessed? If I'm blessed, I will see it now. It says we speak words. Which man's wisdom doesn't teach. But the Holy Ghost teaches. Then he says, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Notice. It is a comparing spiritual things with natural. It says comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Give it to me in the Amplified, please. Verse 13. I will take you to 14. We're coming. 13, please. Amplified. It says, as we are sending for these truths, as we are sending for sending truths, as we are sending these truths forth in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Ghost, watches, combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. It says we are combining and interpreting spiritual truths with spiritual language. For instance, I said, there are three phases of insight. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. But natural man says, insight is insight. See, we have gone deeper. There are three phases. Verse 14, King James, please. Before we go to NIV. Verse 14. It says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. What are the things? The things freely given to us. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually what? Alright. No, that word is beclouded to some folks here. Let's read it in the NIV. Let me read to you in NIV. It says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. But considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit notice he cannot receive them because he cannot understand them you cannot understand you cannot receive what you don't understand and that's why many of you have been christians for a long time and you don't see any result or change in your life what's the missing ingredient understanding understanding i close with colossians 1 9 Colossians 1 9. I'll show you a prayer. You should start praying for yourself now. Now give it to me in the King James. It says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, notice what he said. Do not cease to pray for you. Paul was praying this prayer consistently. Now you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. You have the exact knowledge of his will. And it says, in all spiritual wisdom. And what? In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In other words, you know what God wants you to do. You know why God wants you to do it. You know how God wants you to do it. 
There are many people called of God. They know they are called knowledge. They don't know how to go about it understanding. And they lack wisdom. They don't know why they should do it. So because of that, they're ineffective. Because the measure of wisdom you have determines the measure of effectiveness. So I'm praying for you. That God will fill you with the knowledge of his will. Even while you're sleeping as I'm looking at you. Hallelujah. I'm still praying it for you. Then as you wake up and look at me. Yeah, I can see you. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. You know, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Then you know why you should not sleep in a service like this. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? So you can know God wants me to, to, to marry so and so, for instance. And the individual, for instance, may have character issues. But when you have understanding, you know how to function with that individual. And you know why God says you marry that individual. So you can still keep on going, no matter what is happening. Functional understanding. I told you in first service that many times I would have left this city. But functional understanding kept me in this city. I understood why I was sent here. I understood how to go about what I was called to do here. So I stayed. If you pray this prayer for yourself, look at what will happen. Next verse. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You know some of you are ashamed of your Christian lives. You are ashamed of how you've lived your life. You are ashamed, ashamed of how your life has turned out. He said you walk worthy of the Lord. Unto a pleasing. You'll be pleasing God. God will be always happy about your life. See? Then he says being fruitful in every good work. Any place they put you. Any department they put you. Anything you'll be able to do it. You're fruitful like Joseph in every good work. Then he says, increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God. Think about it. Then he says, strengthen with all might for all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. You'll be able to go through your challenges. You'll be able to go. Some of you are going through challenges. Challenges. You want to give up. He said, pray this prayer. You receive strength. Because you know how to handle the situation. You know why it is happening. So it sustains you. Because you know it will not last for too long. So you're going to pray this prayer very quickly. By your heads in Jesus name.